finally started watching Star Trek Discovery. Blu-ray or something? Uh, my uh, my brother got me the DVD set for ah, nice. Christmas. So the first season, I haven't seen the second season yet, <clears throat> but the first season is one of those things that's like it's pretty good, but if you start to think about it for more than like a minute, it feels like it's going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been I. I have not been thinking too hard about it. I think I'm like five episodes in now. Yeah, it's by, it's when you sort of go to the end, right? And then you look back and you're like, hmm. Is the f- whole second season done now? No, so I haven't watched it yet. Because I'm waiting for it all to come out so I can, you know, binge it without... So you can buy it for a month. <laughs> right, rather than four months or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I hear it gets better. I've heard that too. I've certainly been enjoying it so far, though, so I'm looking it's- forward. I will say the Klingons really bother me and that ne- like the way they look and that never goes away. Yeah, it's a little that's that's probably the weirdest thing about it. They have another that, stupid way that they look. Yeah, they try to make them more alien. They have like three nostrils and no hair. And it's it's just yeah. very disconcerting. They look a lot more like aliens. <laughs> yeah, they have like the but, back of the head bulb bulge kind of thing going on but like far and away the biggest problem with discovery at least season one is that it's never at all clear why it's a prequel series and it feels like they just caused themselves so many more problems by trying to like set it around the time of kirk rather than just saying okay here's the it's the 25th century now or whatever yeah like oh how is this tech gonna go away right (laughs) <laughs> which is not something they ever really answered in the first season i'm not sure oh. and then there's just events that happen where you're just like how would people not have been talking about this forever <laughs> yeah this was never I, mentioned in any of the rule of three like item event past events lists yeah that and, were dropped in any of the other shows and some literally continuity breaking moments where they just have to say there's like a group of people in a room that just say, this is classified. We're never going to discuss this ever again. And I'm like, that's the solution. It's like, wait, what? What? So what you're saying is Star Trek is still dumb in some aspects. Yeah, I agree with that. That's unfortunate. It's like, it's really like, you know, like entertaining if you'd like just let it sort of just like happen. <laughs> like if you're a passive viewer, then you're just like, oh, it's great. Right. But the minute you try to be like an active viewer, it starts to fall apart a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the sometimes I wonder if shows, some shows hold up better under uh, weekly or less watching, you know, like, oh, Monster of the Week goes down smoother when you when you're not doing it like five times a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i mean i guess i did watch i did binge season one so it was pretty back to back to back to back <laughs> like i did i did notice i was like oh some of these like these episodes are like you know resolving which i feel like people don't expect in By the way, serious shows anymore yeah like, as in are like oh recording? there's not supposed to be a happy ending it's just supposed to like make you click you know next <laughs> have you gotten to harry mud yet i mean minor spoiler there i guess but no okay He has uh, an episode that's probably my favorite episode of that whole first season. But that episode's fairly self-contained as well. So, Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gopesky Wallace Report podcast. What was that? (laughs) Me about to start talking when you started talking. (laughs) It was a big whoosh. (laughs) It's like I took the breath right out of your lungs when I started talking. (laughs) That's basically what happens. If my lungs were sails, you took the wind out of them. Oh, well. I will step aside and you may start the podcast. Well, hello. 
And welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Is that supposed to be ASMR or is it was it supposed to be horrific? I think it's a little both. <laughs> it's very breathy. <laughs> also needs more stereo. <laughs> Alright, give me a sec. Where's the boss, baby? Let's just say I'm the boss. <laughs> Always at the ready. <laughs> It took him like two seconds to find it, <laughs> meaning it was within reach. Well, it's attached to his belt. <laughs> Wait, what? With a carabiner. Is it really? I, I'm sure it's not, but... <laughs> it's, it's in one of those is it, early 2000s-style cell phone holsters. <laughs> I'm just picturing a Tamagotchi, but it's the boss baby. <laughs> if I don't press it often enough, it's going to start the sequence over. I've got to get through the whole thing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Wow. <laughs> uh, today we have with us two very dapper guests. Doug Gobeski. Is dapper a good thing? Dapper? Yeah, sure. Very uh, huh. aristocratic, upper class, like uh, actually well, well suited. Sounds rather bougie. I don't know if I'm down with that. <laughs> and Paul Wilcox. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Peter from naturalreaders.com. Oh. But we actually have a third guest with us. It's a well-known star of the stage and screen. Please welcome Hugh Jackman. It's uh, it's uh, great to be here. Um, but uh, I'll have to correct you. It's actually uh, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Oh, are are you a movie star? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Any movies we've heard of? Um, well, I I was in uh, uh, X Men Original Wolverine, <laughs> um, and and also uh, X Men Days of the Future are now past. Can you spell X for us, please? Uh, yeah, that would be E C K Q S. Oh, okay. So not like X versus Sever X. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. Well, the Q classes it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the dapper look. So who who do you play in those films? I uh I play uh Brogan. <laughs> I missed the name. Was it was the code name Wolf Marine? Uh yes. Yes. Okay. Wolf Wolf or um Wolves Marine. Wolf <laughs> Wolf mar- marine. It's it's like plural but singular. Wolf marine. We are not amused. What? Plural but singular. Oh, I see. The Royal Wolf Marine. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that coming out? <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know how you're getting access to all of this privileged uh insider info. <laughs> everything to have fun on or in the water wait there's a place called wolf marine no wolf's marine oh oh yeah wolf's wolf's marine oh ben harbor ben harbor yeah 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 i know wolf this is q jackson who plays is, wolf's marine <laughs> i guess you i guess you can call me q if if you want <laughs> sorry that's a little Normally, overly you know, familiar it's... i know we've only known each other for a short time let's just say that is where did you get a recording of wolf's voice yeah he runs a tight ship there <laughs> cookies are for closers uh, so you're not mentioning the titles of the movies you've been in they all sound vaguely familiar 
Oh yeah, you've probably seen them. They were, you know, pretty big hits. They netted several uh several dollars <laughs> each. Several dollars. Mm-hmm. How many have there been? How many dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Ever in the world. How many dollars? I'm not have sure if I'm the person to ask that. I thought you were a mercantilist in your spare time. Oh, uh, no. But I, I doubt. <laughs> how many Wolf's Marine, or how many times have you played Wolf's Marine, I guess is my question. Oh, on, uh, yeah, I've I've played him about um, probably, mm, are we including the stage versions as well? Uh, yes. Um, then that would be about 37. Wow. Yeah. When did when when did you start that role? Um, about like seven or eight years ago. Oh, okay. How'd you fall into that? Um, so like a standard audition process, or was there something else? It was it was a fairly standard uh, audition, at least getting to the audition. The audition itself, maybe not so much, but um, but yeah, like, like you took the bus or something. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I take the bus or or walk when I can. Um, so so, which one did you do for this audition? Uh, which which one? The first uh, audition. Oh, the first audition. Uh, that I took the I took the bus. Do you have a okay. bus pass, or do you pay the fare every time? I mean, is this a bus that you're taking frequently? Or are you a hop on? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe I, you didn't pay. I pay the fare with okay. coins that I find on my way to the bus stop. Oh, <laughs> sometimes you have to take the long way around to find enough coins. Mm, I'm pretty good. Oh. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be surprised how much she can just live off the land when you try. <laughs> and what kind of bus was it? Um, it was a uh, one of these new uh, bus vans that, that you see around sometimes. They're kind of hard to spot because they're not like marked, but they'll pick you up. So if they're not marked, how do you find them? Mm, it's more like they find you. <laughs> how much is the fare? Uh, usually somewhere around um, fifty to. A hundred cents. Hmm, okay, seems very reasonable. Yeah, it is. It is. But they only take you to auditions for Wolf's Marine, <laughs> so it's. I'm surprised that they keep the prices so reasonable because it's kind of a captive market. <laughs> Did you know that you were going to audition? Um, not the first time <laughs> or the second, but uh, eventually it became voluntary. How many times did you have to audition? Um, third, one, you know, thirty-seven times. Oh wow! One for each, <laughs> each. Uh, yeah, it's clean slate every time. That's how they do it. Have there been other wolf spring? Then is there any time that you didn't get the part, or were you offered it every time? They don't allow me to know that. I well, don't. I don't know how I haven't found out. I mean, you live I, in the larger world, right? Uh, does, yeah, but I, do, I, do I you, can't know for sure what other properties have been released. Did the drivers ever talk to you about it? About like, oh, hey, you're the new Wolf's Marine or anything like that? Uh, no, no. They usually don't say anything. Is there ever anyone else with you when you get picked up? Or is it always just you getting the pickup? Um, there there have been other people, yeah. Do they also audition? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. And how do they do? I've, I've thought they've done really well. But not not well enough compared to you? Not well enough. Not yet. Were they auditioning for other parts, too, or just Wolf's Marine? I, I've heard that there are other placements if you don't get Wolf's Marine, <laughs> but I do not yet know what those. Oh, so that's like the top tier, and then if you don't get that, you go down a rung and maybe get the next role. 
Or maybe you go up or wrong. I, I don't really know. <laughs> They're so, kind of light on information. That's kind of my main gripe. So can we talk a little bit about one of your uh, movies? Uh, X-Men Originals, Wolf's Marine? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of my favorites. So I understand that you, this one was like a you were the co-lead along with a, another person playing the role of Cybertooth. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cybertooth. What was... What was it like to work with? Uh, who played the role of of Cybertooth again? Um, that would be. I assume this is a two part process. <laughs> part one: Who played Sabertooth? Part two: What pun name can I come up with? <laughs> Wait, I thought you said his name was Cybertooth. No, no, no. For oh, it was uh... Leaf Schreiber. Welcome to the joke. Sorry, I've kind of checked out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of glad my friend wasn't here for this uh, train wreck. What? I don't know. This is this how these always material. go? They, they just clean up in the editing Oh, process? they clean up great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how the sausage is made. I mean, Adam keeps himself entertained during this by forcing Paul to look things up. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul's yes. always game. Yes, this is true. Go ahead, Cybertooth. Oh, Cy- uh, Cybertooth is played. Uh, yeah, I got to work alongside the... Uh, great beef driver um, <laughs> short for that's uh, uh kind of like beaver like leave it to beaver but he goes by beef and what was it like playing opposite him it was it was a lot of fun he's really you know really uh really steals the show in a, in a good way any examples <laughs> um no no not no. not really well, where <laughs> <laughs> He's great, although I can't tell you why. <laughs> I can't think of any specific instances. But in general. I know he's fantastic, but <laughs> where don't ask a, me. Where, where did the filming for this take place? Because was it just near where you lived? Like, how far did the van go after it picked you and Beav and others up? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, you can you can say that again. <laughs> so, so where did this even film? I mean, this fans going around picking up people off the street who are looking for change. So it picks up you, it picks up beef. Where where do you go? How long are you traveling? See, that's what I actually don't know. Oh, um, okay. Or how far we travel? I think that they. I think that's part of the the filmmakers' strategy is uh, they don't want us to have any real life context. So we drive for an amount of time that is difficult to estimate. But I, if I had to guess, I would say somewhere between 6 and 16 hours. Okay. So we can trace um, out a radius, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Somewhere within six, generally within 16 hours of Benton Harbor. Does it feel like highway driving or does it always feel like side streets? Or um, Sometimes there's stretches of highway and sometimes there's side streets and sometimes we just park for several hours okay. well, well what's there when you get there um any landmarks you dome, notice like maybe a dome and a cloning facility um there is some kind of facility that i did see that sounds a lot like um probably one of the most popular facilities that we've recorded at <laughs> and what is it like that facility is it is it nice is it yeah it's actually or it's actually really anything it's really nice and there's yeah there's a lot of great talent that hangs around there 
Um, that is where I got to meet uh, George Clooney. Does he take uh, part in any of the uh, Wolf's Marine films? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's in, I want to say, at least 12 of the Wolf's Marine. Do you remember the name of any of them that he's in? Because he's not in X-Men Originals, Wolf's Marine. No, he's in uh, he's in um, uh, The Pacemaker, I think, is one of them. Uh, a a tie-in thriller with the in the Wolf's Marine universe. <laughs> and uh, so now I'm just picturing the poster that says the pacemaker, and then below it, a Wolf's Marine adventure. <laughs> you probably are picturing it because you've probably uh, probably saw it all over the place uh, back in the nineties. Wait, the nineties? I thought you'd only been doing this since okay. Hold on. twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've already, you know, we already know he doesn't know how long the trips take. And you add those <laughs> up true. like 40 or 50 times. I just meant my cumulative time on set. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this for many years, but uh, yeah, probably five or six years worth of work. <laughs> you know, not including like sleeping and breaks and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned about the story here telling us. I mean, who is directing the movie? Um, who is telling you what to do? That is actually um, his uh, name is Mikhail Bay. <laughs> um, How do you spell Bay? Uh, that is B E I E I. Bay. Well, he just says Bay. It's kind of a yeah. It's kind of a long a, <laughs> but I haven't been able to detect any, um, you know, bay. And is he a good director? Do you like working with him? He's certainly got a singular vision of what he's looking for, and he'll because he only has one eye. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how you figured that out, <laughs> but yes, that is true. Well, I'm just looking at a picture of him on uh, Clickopedia, so. Oh, click it. That's like my favorite site, Clickopedia. But yes, he's, he's, uh, you know, I really like the finished product, but he's, he can, uh, certainly be, he can be a little strict on the set sometimes. You know, he's got his whole process with the vans and the, the whole dome setting. But in the end, he treats us well and, uh, gives us all the proper nutrients we need. In a, like a paste form? Yeah, it's a little bland tasting, but it, you know, it's pretty nutritious from what I can tell. I think the audience is all familiar with the various uh, Wolf's Marine adventures. You've got a lot of famous lines strewn throughout these movies. Would you mind doing one for us? Oh. You know, one of the uh, ones you're famous for. Oh, one of my famous, famous lines. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's it's kind of the big one. Uh, what? Uh, how about this one? I am Iron Man. <laughs> That's a that's a famous one. That's uh, uh, if I remember correctly, that movie. Oh crap! Which Wolf's Marine movie was that? Was that uh, City of Angles? Is that right? Uh, yeah, City of Angles: colon, The Man in Byron's Mask. <laughs> you know, the fun bit of trivia, of course, is that you'd think that was from the movie Wolf's Marine meets Iron Man, but it's not. It's the sequel. <laughs> it is. Where Wolf's Marine changes places with Iron Man. I mean, that was some compelling stuff. Was indeed. Uh, and who can forget the uh, the jetpack fight? Well, I assume that's what they were trying to convey when, by having two people holding backpacks and jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, that was a good a good backpack uh, fight. <laughs> the key to a good backpack fight is the is the tr- strong trunk twists. I appreciate how you. Uh, 
how the backpacks were lit on fire as well. I think it added to the verisimilitude. Yeah. Yes, and that that was that was real. That was uh, Mikhail's idea. <laughs> I guess that would explain uh, Byron Mann's, I guess you know, equally famous line: "Stop the filming! I'm actually on fire." Yeah, <laughs> complete ad lib. Yeah, that that is. Uh... <laughs> As it turns out, I mean, it fits so naturally in the movie that I'm not sure the audience person, you know, realized that. No, no, they that's that was uh, one of the many good um, improvs that somehow fit exactly with the the tone of the film. So when was the last time you actually worked on a film, though, I hear or I mean, I haven't nothing's really come out in a little while. Oh, yeah. I, it has been it has been a while. Um, they've been kind of keeping me on retainer in the dome here, <laughs> uh, which is is kind of nice. I think it's a good way to good way to go. You know, I get all the all the paste I need, and I get to talk to uh, all the Georges. Yeah, they're all fantastic. Can we talk a little bit about the second of the stage adaptations, which was uh, the musical uh, "The Greatest Wolf's Marine"? Oh yeah, yeah. How did it feel to be suddenly working in a new medium like that? Oh, it was it was kind of a dream come true, you know, finally getting to put those those uh, years of of musical theater practice to to work, which I didn't think I was going to do since, you know, I was getting so kind of typecast into the Wolf's Marine series, but as we we see that, you know, of if I'm going to stick with one role, then the role itself can, you know, expand in its variety. Oh, absolutely. And I think we have a, a clip of Charlie singing one of the songs from that, uh, Rewrite the Scars. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get the joke. <laughs> Can you clue me in? Oh, he's making me sing a song about it. <laughs> That's oh. what he's doing. <laughs> when a problem comes wrong... Sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence, sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. There we go. And it's the greatest showman song, which means I don't remember it. <laughs> and I assume it's a song all about how the blades keep coming in and out of his hands. <laughs> I try to keep the blades in my hands, but they keep coming out. Everyone around me is so scared. My brother thinks it's funny and he's really mean. I don't like him. Uh, oh no, I'm actually on fire this time. That that's That was the whole song. <laughs> That, that was you know, that's one of my favorite parts of the uh, show. That is just like a fantastic number. <laughs> is that the wrong song? <laughs> Probably. They Are sound similar. The <laughs> well, yeah, they all sound similar in that thing. <laughs> I'm not asking you to keep doing it. I'm just. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Isn't that the wrong song? <laughs> I think we're gonna have to consult the the soundtrack now. <laughs> What would you say is probably your lowest point in in the Wolf's Marine films? Was there any point at which during any of these Wolf's Marine films or TV shows or stage productions or you know puppet shows where you were just like, "This is it, I'm done, I'm 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 out," or were you always pretty happy with the work? Um, I have to say I've always been happy with with the work and and proud of the finished product, but I was a little. I was a little discouraged during that stretch of 
of a few movies where they were all released exclusively direct to HD DVD. Um, I kind of thought that that was maybe limiting our audience a little too much. When was that? Um, that would have been right around somewhere around 2008. (laughs) Oh, so, so HD DVD still was sort of a format. A little bit. Yeah. So it's safe to say that if the format had really been adopted, you would have been a bigger star now than you are. Yeah. Another casualty of the uh, format wars. Yeah. And that's why I thought, you know, they should have maybe opted to release in multiple formats, but somehow they were set on this, uh, this exclusive deal here, but that's okay. I think they all still hold up. I mean, it is true that because of that exclusivity agreement, right? That there is a movie that I think very few people have actually seen. Yeah. And actually there's, there's only several copies in existence the original masters have been uh, have been lost. Yeah, so if uh, if you're one of the people out there who's holding an HD DVD copy of Wolf's Marine meets Godzilla, you've got a collector's collector's item there. And I I think that's actually one of my favorite entries. Really came together well by the end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was. I I will say I I did see that movie once. So my memory is a little hazy, but I distinctly remember the moment at which you you blow your famous wolf whistle and the wolfettes show up to swarm all over Godzilla. Oh, yeah. And then it turns into like a dance party on his back. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a, it was yeah. definitely a memorable image. That That is that's probably one of the top, I think, top cinematic moments of all time. <laughs> um, just personally, you know, I my taste might differ, but. Who'd have, who'd have thought that that was the secret to taking down Godzilla? I mean, I guess on some level, right, it was just a thinly veiled, you know, commercial for the Dance Dance Wolf's Marine spinoff game. But, you know, I think it worked. Yeah, I mean, some, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, product placement and art do come together in something that I think can transcend uh, both advertisement and film. I think we have a clip of Charlie singing one of the DDFM songs, right? <laughs> DDWM, not F. <laughs> You're thinking of FFDDM. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which uh, is no longer available now that MySpace has uh, deleted all their accounts. It's true. Or I guess only deleted all the files. But yes, DDWM. <laughs> okay. Uh Blow your whistle, wolf man. Let's go and dance. Blow your whistle, wolf man. We'll have a party on the back of the monster. The back of the monster. Wave your hands really fast. Jump around in circles. Dance, 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 a wolf dance. Wolf marine, Miss Godzilla. Lizards, 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 lizards so big. He's falling down. We've won. I love that song. Thank you for that rendition. Oh, it's no problem. It really brings back good memories. Might have to break out the HD DVD tonight. Because, yes, I am one of those proud owners. All right. Well, that's probably about all the time we have for uh, our our newfound good friend, Q Jackson. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been uh, it's been a great time sharing what I can about my career with the Wolf's Marine series. It's It's been great to have you, and we'll let you go find some, some more change for the bus. All right. Yeah. Well, 
We'll Just hoping see. you get picked up again for all our sakes. Oh, I'm I'm certain that I will. You don't have to worry. Fantastic. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Adam Govesky. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Special thanks to our guest, Q Jackson. It's uh it's been fantastic. Thanks uh, for having me. Paul Wilcox was here at one point too. I'm not sure he was. Oh, okay. We could just record an, an intro where he doesn't have to be here. <laughs> uh, similarly Doug for Doug. Check out too, I guess <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> <laughs>that's our show don't forget you can check us out on facebook just like the gobeski wallace report and you can also follow us on twitter at gw report and check out our website the gobeski that's probably the important bit well yeah i guess all the other links are there so <laughs> if you remember one thing remember that not your name but gobeski <laughs> more important than your name Come on, you don't want uh, baby boomers to become big fans of your podcast? Meticulously analyze every episode looking for clues? (laughs) I haven't run for office yet. That is what people do with the Wolf's Marine movies. (laughs) Some say there's some really, really bad coded messages in them, but I just don't see it. The the after-credit scene where, where they go to the pizza parlor? Yeah. And just eat pizza? Yeah, I find the, uh, the messages in the Wolf's Marine, mo- Wolf's Marine movies to be uh, very surface level. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of yeah. deep dives. No. <laughs> as, as is uh, expected of a McHale Bay a movie. <laughs> but he always has such a loyal crew, right? The McHale Bay's Navy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he does. So he must be doing something right. <laughs> The Godzilla segment was earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, when I'm like, oh, this cost me 50 bucks and it might have cost like 35 at Meyer or something. All I think is "Eh, it was probably worth it. (laughs) And someone's got to keep this store open, (laughs) but it'll probably someday close anyway. Yeah, well, we'll all be dead at some point. So, oh, that's that's true. It could Mm -hmm. stay open for a while. I mean, every store will eventually close, except yeah. McDonald's. That will go down with the earth. <laughs> Why McDonald's? I don't know. I just have this feeling. Because they're the only ones that are loving it. <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs>